Right now, you're going to hear my conversation with Azili. They're a five-piece Chicago jazz metal band. You heard me right. They're inspired by Haitian voodoo, Panamanian folklore, and the grit of living in a big city. You're going to hear my conversation with the band about their album, Audio Hex, Bad Blood Saga EP, and, you know, just being black. It's a great talk. Check it out. Welcome to, to Vocalo, Crossfix, and Gold Girl from Azili, uh, your new favorite rock band. Now, I, I love a good origin story, so I'd like mm-hmm. to hear yours. Let's, let's start off uh, by telling folks how uh, you and your band members got together to play uh, your particular band of, brand of heavy metal. Um, I guess I'll answer that one. Initially, that we, I was a part of a different band uh, called Severed Tether. We were a hip-hop uh, metal band. And so when that band elapsed, uh, the vocals of that project introduced us to Gold Girl, and that's how we started, um, yeah, about four years ago. Gold Girl, uh, how, was, uh, how was it joining up with this, this group of people that all kind of knew each other before? Yeah, I actually, I knew his um, vocalist from Sever Sever Tether, and when I auditioned, that's when I met the rest of the band. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, Cross was the one who who stuck with me, and we started adding other members later. Now, uh, the first time I I saw y'all play, I felt a kinship as, as someone who grew up as a fan and as a player of heavy music. Uh, as a young black girl, though, on on the South Side in the late 80s and early 90s, I found myself feeling really isolated playing and enjoying that kind of music. Has it gotten easier in the last 80 million years since I was a young person uh, to have those, those Venn diagram circles intersect? Did it feel possible to do this kind of music but still represent blackness and be successful? I'm not sure... Uh about successful, because that's relative. <laughs> but as far as like exposure of uh, artists of color doing heavier music, I think because of the population or uh, uh, the success of organizations such as Afropunk that have given audience to people who otherwise felt like they were isolated. And just because we're living in a new social media age, we're able to get information out there a little bit quicker without necessarily having to physically be in a location. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more uh, community that's being formed because of that. So since we've started within the last four years, um, we've just seen a flourish of organizations just popping up. Uh, there's specifically an organization called Punk Black in Atlanta who we're affiliated with and we um, we love them to death. Mm-hmm. And they've done so much work uh, for the community in Atlanta and they want to prove that you can be a person of color and you can be a punk and still be an asset to your community. So it's been a lot better over the last few years. Gold Girl, you have the, the extra, I don't want to call it an obstacle or a hurdle, but it's another thing that, that you mm-hmm. have to be as a woman in uh, the heavy metal uh, scene in in that world. Uh, Is that something that you have found as an asset, or is it something that you have to kind of talk people into just seeing you as the successful, talented person that you are? Um, I see it as an asset. I see people being inspired by our shows. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm also sort of used to being the only girl or... Um, I grew up in the b-boy, b-girl scene in Chicago, and I've always been surrounded by, like, mostly male figures. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sort of used to navigating that world. It doesn't feel weird to me. Yeah. I, I did have to do my research in terms of finding other black women who do scream 
Alexis Brown of Straight Line Stitch was a, a big inspiration. Like, wow, like she can really scream and she can sing too. And she's black too. And she's mixed too. Like, <laughs> um, it, it's good to find a history. Like, it, I don't really feel like I'm I'm the only one doing this. That I I feel like there's more um, of a community. You just have to look for it a little harder. Yeah, I remember the the first time I heard uh, the X-ray specs and I saw polystyrene in a video and I was just like that girl looks like my aunt <laughs> and yes. and that's that's great for for representation I mean we we are finally having that conversation in 2018 about how much it's important for people to for young people or people who are just you know entertaining an idea to see somebody who looks like them already doing it is this something that like makes you happy to do is to be that for somebody else I think there's there's definitely a runner's high attached to it. Just the physical aspect of using my diaphragm and pushing all this air through my lungs, through my throat, making these sounds come out. I actually found out I could scream through dance. Hmm. Um, it was sort of like it was sort of an accident. I uh, I was in a piece called Cold Cold World, and there's a moment in the piece where someone is shot, and the choreographer wanted me to. Green, just and like, murder. <laughs> and you're finding and, um, out that, like, oh, this is a gift I have. Yeah, yeah, because I had to do it, like, at the cultural center downtown in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. And if you've ever been in the cultural center, the acoustics in there are, are crazy. So mm-hmm. I was hearing the screen bouncing off all the walls. And I mean, and your band would not be what it is. It wouldn't be as good as it is if you were standing there screaming without the power uh, behind you of, of your fellow musicians to back you up. Cross, you are out there making uh, all the noise, all the great noise. As a guitarist, was it uh, something that you aspired to, that you were inspired to do by someone when you were younger? I thought guitar was fake um, for the longest <laughs> because I, I didn't get exposed to it. So specifically, the two things I remember was Married with Children because the daughter joined a band, and I <laughs> thought that it was so fake, that guitar was fake. And then I saw um, there's a guitar player named Randy Rhodes who played for Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Um, and he, I, I heard Crazy Train, and I think it was this solo that I didn't understand how it was physically done. That I, <laughs> and I've been playing guitar for 12 years, and I still can't play it right. But I think that's what inspired me to want to play guitar. Hello, I'm Jill Hopkins. Gold Girl and Crossfix from Azili are joining me in the studio. I am a huge metal fan. I love heavy music. But a lot of times, uh, for folks who maybe aren't into it or casual observers, uh, it's seen as, and can be, very aggressive lyrically. But sometimes uh, a lot of that aggression is, is kind of without substance. It's people just screaming into the void or just upset at God knows what, but that is not the story for Azili. Tell me about what this power in this music is is aimed at or against. I I honestly feel a lot of joy when I'm singing, even though the act of screaming itself seems very aggressive. Most of that is like just part of the performance is like, looking mean and putting on a show like I could stand there and do nothing and not move my arms or legs and still scream just as powerfully yeah 
And a lot of the song content is is pulled from my personal life, so there's really um, a range of emotions that is represented in our music, and uh, screaming just emphasizes whatever we're trying to get a, get across. I uh, love that my first exposure to your group uh, was at the Green Mill Cocktail Lounge, <laughs> which <laughs> I don't know that uh, if, if everyone has, has been there before. It's a very small, intimate venue where a lot of uh, piano magic has happened over the past hundred years or so. But you guys had that room in the in the palm of your hands. And one of the things that I, I was struck by was that it was obvious that none of you had uh, traded away any of your blackness, of your pro-blackness, any of your activism for the sake of assimilating to that room, assimilating to uh, a scene. Why is that so important to you, CrossFix? Because for us, we believe as individuals that art is open for everybody, and that's something that we, we, we've we said multiple times at shows, that art shouldn't be an expression based on your gender or religion or sexual orientation, that art is the last free form that everyone has a right to. And so for us, we gravitate towards this music because we naturally gravitate towards the music. You know, it wasn't because of anybody or hanging out with anybody specifically. It's just what we felt represented who we were inside in some way, shape, or form, varying for each member. And so, no, I don't think, especially now that there's more of a consciousness um, and there's more of an, a broader interpretation of people of color, that the only thing you can do as an artist and to be true to your art form and to your audience is to express who you truly are and who you truly feel. Mm. I think we live in a generation where people can tell if you're really fake or not. You know, there's just too much out there. You know, we can look at your Instagram or Facebook and see if you're being inconsistent. So it's important to, as an artist, to express yourself so people understand what your real goal is. For mischief and fires and going fast For bruises and blisters and kisses For I'm Jill Hopkins. This is Vocalo. Gold Girl is on the line. Crossfix is in the studio. They're both from Chicago band Azili. I want to focus on the reactions that you get from folks that are inspiring to you, some of the stuff that keeps you going? What are some of the things that have stuck out to you in your years of performing that let you know that we're all kind of on the right path here? Well, people are really open. So it's it's funny. Uh, I've been uh, a fan of metal way before um, I moved to Chicago. I'm from Gary, Indiana originally. The metal community is the one community that I can personally say, you know, I know other people have had various experiences, but I've never experienced racism in the metal community. So for me, it was it's always about like how good can you play? And if you can play good, cool. If you can't, no one cares. And it yeah. doesn't matter if you're black, white or anything else. They just want to know if you can play. As things are progressing, people are learning more about history. People are learning about the origins and the roots of rock and roll and metal. You know, people are learning who Sister Rosetta Tharp is. Fortunately, she was introduced into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were very ecstatic about that. Uh, Brittany Howard from um, the Alabama Shakes introduced her and did her song. And I th- we thought it was great that the history that we've created is finally getting a recognition. Um, we saw that in Hidden, Co- Hidden Figures, and yeah. now we're seeing, we're seeing that in, in rock music. So it's, it's been an awesome experience. Uh, so many people have come to us and talked to us about how they just felt inspired. Um, we've had women come up to Gold Girl crying because, you know, they felt represented and that they didn't feel that way before. Um, one of the organizations that we work with is called um, Girls Rock Chicago, which is an organization based to teach young ladies how to be musicians. And I think the first time we played at graduation, we played it twice. 
um, there was a, a, a young black girl in the back and she was wearing a My Chemical Romance shirt and she didn't look up the entire time. She, like, she saw us, she was like, oh, there's weird black people. And then she just kept going <laughs> and sat down. And the entire show, I was staring at her. There was a bunch of kids that were running around, but I was staring at her specifically. And when Gold Girl started screaming, she looked up and she had like this awe about her. And so like the, things like that have been super awesome since we started. I'm Jill Hopkins. You're listening to Vocalo. Joining me on the line is Gold Girl and in the studio, Crossfix from Chicago band Azili. Uh, I want to hear about what's next for Azuli. Tell us about what the summer and, and the next part of 2018 has in store. We're laying low for the time being. We're getting ready to travel. We're going to go to New York uh, next month, and we have Atlanta coming up the month after that, and we're just getting merch done because we're always the band that never has merch. <laughs> and... <laughs> That's being a running gag, but not very productive all, overall. So we're we're just gearing up for that and um, just networking. And Gold Girl, anything to, to add to that final thought? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the future. We have a music video coming up. Um, that's like that's a big goal of ours is to be on film and to have more images of us online. And uh, looking forward to branching out more, playing more um, outside of Chicago and surrounding areas, Midwest. And uh, I'd really like for us to play in Colorado and Cali. That'd be nice. Well, on, yeah. on behalf of Chicago, I'm I'm so happy that y'all are here, and this is the home uh, in which you've decided to to make your base mm-hmm. and make your art. Thank you both so much. Wake me up ready.